Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's time once again for that show that we like to call Bad Language. It's another off-season edition of 2023. Today, it's the Memorial Day edition of 2023, and we do salute here at Fans First Sports Network and Steel Curtain Network. We salute all of those that ultimate sacrifice for us and our country. That's what Memorial Day is all about. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope it was safe with friends and family and new acquaintances as well. And I hope you had an opportunity to remember what this weekend is all about. One thing that I do with my kids, whether it's Martin Luther King Day, whether it's Columbus Day, if they get a day off of school, I want them to learn a little bit about it, why they have that day off of school. Not that it's just a day where they don't have to go to school and they get a picnic. So that is what this is all about for me. So that's something that uh, that I think we all should learn about what these special holidays are about. Let's get into the Pittsburgh Steelers. And remember, for Pittsburgh Steelers fans, that's what the Fans First Sports Network's Steel Curtain Network is all about. Wherever you download your favorite podcast, make sure you check us out. We have over 20 original shows every single week. I hope you had a great chance to check out the shows over the weekend. There are a lot of good ones, including State of the Steelers, the Steelers Q&A, also the Steelers Week That Was, and another episode of The Homies, one of my favorite shows as well. This morning, you had another episode of Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. Jeff does not take the holiday off. He had Kevin Thatcher Smith, my partner, on Here We Go, the Steelers show, with another interesting show, this one about inside linebackers and what's happened to that position. So check all of that out. It's really good stuff. So what are we talking about? Yes, OTAs were last week. We had mini camp for rookies a couple of weeks ago. These guys are getting settled in, and we've talked a whole heck of a lot about it. And there's a lot of excitement about the Pittsburgh Steelers inside the 412, inside the Steelers Nation fan base. But outside of it, there's pessimism. A lot of people are thinking that the Steelers are a fourth place team. A lot of people are thinking that maybe at best the third place team. Now here, we're very optimistic about this team. We see all of the moves that Omar Khan and Andy Weidel, the Rudys, and Mike Tomlin have made. And we're thinking, well, you know what? They could be really good. But there's question marks. And there's question marks for each position. And we're going to go over what those question marks are today. Look, I'm very optimistic. But I don't want to be too confident in this team because we don't know how they play together. Now, one thing that you're hearing, whether it's Alfonso Graham, an undrafted free agent that just came in, he came in rookie minicamp and got a job with the team, when he's saying Mike Tomlin is that guy, and you could hear that with Kyle Kreiss and Greg Benevent, if you go ahead back and listen to the latest episode of What Ian's Talking About, really good show, they got that big interview in there it was great to hear and but when he says that Mike Tomlin is that guy that means he's talking about the culture and the culture is here and you hear Cam Hayward talking about the culture and the importance 
of practicing in shorts. Now, Dave Schofield brings it up, Jeff Hartman, too, and we talked about this. Look, you can't get into pads until you're able to perform in shorts, too. So this is just the step, one step up the ladder to get to the regular season. And it's really good. And the bonding thing is something that is very important as well for this team. But if we look at each position, we can almost figure out where the Steelers have question marks. Now, it's not bad question marks, but they're questions nonetheless. They're definitely questions nonetheless. And the reason they're questions is because you just don't know. Let's take the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett. Yes, he got his playbook stolen, but that's just one of those humor stories that we'll be talking about. That's one of those stories that you talk about, like Juju's bike and Alejandro Villanueva buying him a new one. No one has to buy Kenny Pickett a new playbook. He got it back. Rumors have, rumors are out there that they tried to sell the playbook on eBay, but nobody wanted Matt Canada's playbook. <laughs> that's that's just a joke there. Actually, I expect there to be some good things in that playbook this year because they're building the team the way they want it. But the question at quarterback is, what kind of jump does Kenny Pickett make? The national media does not think he's the real deal. Some placed him at 28th overall as a quarterback with draft picks ahead of him. I don't think that's the case with Kenny Pickett. I actually think he makes that jump. I think a lot of quarterbacks make that jump. And Dave Schofield brought this up the other day on the preview. He's like, look, Kenny Pickett did not get an opportunity to play much in training camp. Yeah, he was there, but he was the third string quarterback taking third string quarterback reps. So when he got in, in that Jets game in week four, he's just trying to learn the offense and learn the speed of the game. That's the big thing, the speed of the game for a rookie, because it's a whole lot quicker when you get under the shield of the National Football League. So that's what Kenny Pickett was facing last year. Now, we talk about those last nine games. He didn't play in all of them. He got credit for the loss against the Ravens. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done against the Ravens if he would have stayed in. He did not get credit for the win. Mitch Trubisky got the win against Carolina. I think Kenny Pickett does get that win. But he got come-from-behind victories in two of the last couple games. And in the final game, he had a pretty, they had a pretty decisive win. They, they had a good win over the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't a landslide, but it was a nice win. So they did not make the playoffs. They very well could have. What would have happened if Kenny Pickett is has a chance to go back to Buffalo to play against the Buffalo Bills in the first round of the playoffs? We don't know. The Miami Dolphins got a got the benefit of a bad call on the New York Jets and it would have been the Steelers in there. But Kenny Pitt has done so much in the offseason. He has gone and he's bulked up. 
He's bigger. I don't think he's lost any speed. I think he is going to be a more durable quarterback. I think Kenny Pickett is a student of the game. And I really think he's going to go ahead and not be a deer in the headlights. Not that he really was much of one, but he's going to have that opportunity to be the man. And when you're the man, you really have the benefit of all of those snaps, all those practices. You're the leader of that team, and he's being accepted. Allen Robinson, a great veteran, is coming in, and he's talking about how much of a leader Kenny Pickett is already after only one year under his belt. And remember, Kenny Pickett's not a young second-year player. He's older compared to some. You know, you have rookies coming in for the Steelers at age 20. Kenny Pickett came in at 23 and played part of the season at 24. So that's what you're looking at with Kenny Pickett. Can he make that jump? That's the big question mark. It's not a bad question mark. People here believe that he's going to make that jump. And if you check out Jeffrey Benedict's show tomorrow from the cutting room floor, you're going to see where he's talking about how the key to the season is not just Kenny, but Kenny and Canada together. So we're going to see what happens, but it's going to be very crucial to this team. And that's, I think the number one question mark. Kenny's not a question mark, but the situation is. Running backs, not much of a question mark. The running backs, it's how they continue to progress. Can they continue to get better? Najee Harris should be the guy. I think the biggest question at the running back position is how they're going to be utilized. Now, a lot of people are believing that they are going to be a run-first team like they were a good bit towards the end of the season last year. But you can't get in a situation where you're only giving guys like Najee Harris 15 carries and the whole running back stable with Harris and Jalen Warren. And while Jalen Warren has proven to be a pretty good backup, and now he's bulked up, and he is in it to win it, you can tell as well. So the biggest thing is how they're using these guys. We know that Najee Harris is going to be so much more effective if he's getting 20-plus carries a game. We also know that Najee Harris is going to be more effective if he's getting opportunities out of the backfield as well. That's crucial. So that's the big question mark. How is Najee Harris going to be used? It's not how Najee Harris is going to play. Because you know, you after two years, you know what you have in Najee Harris, and you're pretty excited about what you have in Najee Harris. And it goes to the offensive line as well. You know, how will the offensive line block? How will all these new players gel together? Now, last year, you saw something very interesting with this team. They played every game together, almost every snap together. There was not much mixing and matching. Guys did not get hurt. You don't know if that's going to happen again this year. You're, you're kind of hoping it's going to happen. But you don't know. But there's some new guys here. And there's a rookie. 
when will Broderick Jones be called into service? The other question mark is how serious is Dan Ward Jr. taking this? And I'm pretty sure he is because he's already made comments. He's like, it's not my job to lose. It's Chooks' job to lose when they brought in a rookie. You got to love that. Martavis Bryant said that as well years ago when Sammy Coates was brought in. But that's a big question. How will this gel together? Shannon White has a great article, and he's talking about how Mason Cole is an unsung hero. So check that out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website is still there. So check that out. Mason Cole, a lot of people are saying that he's done at center. You know, nah, he's not. What's this going to look like? Is Isaac Sayamalo the guy that we think he is? I think he is. But these guys have got to gel together. So who is going to be the odd man out on the line? Well, Kevin Dotson right now seems to be an odd man out. You don't know what's going to happen with him. Is he going to be kept for depth? Is he going to be try to be traded? I don't know if that's an easy thing to do. But with James Daniels in there, you know he's the guy. A lot of people want to get rid of James Daniels in his contract. You're crazy if you think that. He was their best lineman last year. And what's going on with Broderick Jones? Does he come in? Is there an odd man out there? But that's it. But you know that you've got one of the best offensive line coaches in Pat Meyer. And I think he's a clinician. I really love what they have there. Then it's the pass catchers we're going to talk about. The tight end position. The biggest question mark with the tight end position is health. Will Pat Fryermuth be healthy? How will they use Darnell Washington? What are they going to do with Connor Hayward? No, Connor Hayward's not going anywhere. Are they definitely going to use him as an H-back, as a running back, as a fullback? They talked about that at the draft. Those are the big question marks there. But for me, the biggest question mark with the tight ends is, are they going to throw the ball over the middle to these guys? Are they going to utilize them? And if they utilize them a whole lot more, they've got the horses to do it. They have got these guys. That's a very good tight end stable. I think the best tight end stable that we've seen in a long time here, possibly. Because we really haven't had a stud rookie and a superstar at the same time. It's been a long time since that's happened. I don't know if it has happened. I know you had, you've had two good tight ends at the same time. You've had Vance McDonald and Jesse James together, but that's not a stud duo. You've had Randy Grossman and Benny Cunningham together. That was a different era. I don't know if any of them were really superstars. Benny Cunningham was first round pick really good. But let's talk about the wide receivers. Big question marks on the wide receivers. Can Deontay Johnson get a touchdown? Basically, the wide receivers, it's how are they going to be used? Will George Pickens make that jump to be more of a complete wide receiver instead of just your deep ball guy that's going up for 50-50 balls? 
does Allen Robinson still have it at age 29? Are there going to be enough balls to go around? Is Anthony Miller going to get a chance? Calvin Austin the third. What about Calvin Austin the third? He hasn't really gone 100% yet. But is he ready to go? Can he be that guy to be a kick returner, a punt returner, what have you? Can he be the spark plug? So there's all those question marks there. This has the makings of being a great stable of wide receivers. But you haven't seen superstardom out of them. And the big question that everybody asked last year, who's the number one? Don't worry about a number one. You don't need a number one. If you got a fantastic stable of number twos that all can make it happen, then you're good there too. These aren't the days when you need Antonio Brown to be Gladys Knight and the rest of them be pips. You don't need him to be cool and the rest of you the gang. You don't need that. We're going to talk about question marks on the defense when we come back. We're going to wrap up the offense here. And we'll be back right after these messages on Steel Curtain Network. It's bad language. Welcome back to Steel Curtain Network. It is bad language. I am Brian Anthony Davis. And remember, Steel Curtain Network, a part of Fans First Sports Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am so glad to be here. I really feel that we would not have this network that we have. And we would not have Fans First Sports Network ever growing for all sports and all teams if it wasn't for those of you listening right now, Steel Curtain Network. Feel like Steel Curtain Network is the flagship of FFSN, and we're going to continue to build and grow not just the Steelers, but every other team in the NFL as we're working towards our 32. And also, teams in baseball, podcast platforms in NBA, in NHL. We're going to have so much more soccer, college sports, wrestling we're going to work on all of those to be the best sports media platform for all of you but all starts here at steel curtain network and we're going to continue to grow so make sure if you want to check on your penguins or your pirates or maybe you have another team besides those guys check them out on fans first sports network wherever you download your favorite shows so let's get into the defense we're talking about question marks and really, when we're talking about question marks, it's not like the Steelers have a whole bunch of question marks, but you have questions. You have questions everywhere. Every team has questions. We talked about the biggest questions, those guys making jumps, those guys being healthy. Same things on the defense, but a little bit different. Let's start with the defensive line. Is Cam Hayward going to continue 
to be a stud? Or is he going to start slowing down? He's he's a 13-year vet now. I believe Kane still has it. Definitely do. But there comes that point in every career when you start to take a step back a little bit. There's people that thought it was happening last year, and then they saw what he was doing in the uh, second half of the season where he was absolutely phenomenal. Can Larry Ogunjobi hold down the other side? Who's the man in the middle? Who's the true man in the middle for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well? Is it Braden Fajoko? Is it Isaiah Loudermilk? Is it Montrevious Adams? Are they going to, are you going to see more from a rookie? Is Keanu Benton going to get a chance? And what do you do with DeMarvin Leal? What position is he really at? Are you looking at making him a little more versatile? Because I really believe that guy's the real deal. One thing that's not a question mark, you've got a fantastic leader in Cam Hayward. You've got a guy in Larry Ogunjobi who's got a three-year deal that if he remains healthy, and that's you know the case for everybody, could hold down the other side as well. You've got good bookends. He could be your Stefan to it. But so could DeMarvin Leal, unless he's moved around in that defense. But the one thing that is a constant as well, something that you're not going to forget about, is Carl Dunbar is fantastic. This guy is so good. Uh, Coach, I was really encouraged, and I keep on talking about this, one of the first videos of Rookie minicamp was Dunbar and Keanu working together. You know, I I thought that was fantastic. And he spent like 45 minutes with him just on technique. And Keanu is going to be something special too. A lot of people didn't know who he was, but we talked about him on Steel Curtain Network. Also, Wexel talked about him on Steel City Insider, which you can catch on Wednesdays here on Steel Curtain Network. So that's the front the front three. I mean, can they stop the run? Because there are good runners. My gosh, look at the running backs in the division. Joe Mixon, not a fan of the guy, but he's good. You've got Nick Chubb, who I think is probably the best in the league. And besides Chubb, you've got those guys in Baltimore then. I know he's not a running back, but you've got to be able to control Lamar Jackson. But J.K. Dobbins is really good too. And anyone else that puts on a purple uniform and carries the ball, it's dangerous. You know they are. So how can they stop the run? Stopping the run too is something that you're going to see from the inside linebacker position. I would say the biggest question mark is who is playing inside linebacker for this team full-time and can they hold down the fort? Right now, it looks like it's Landon Roberts, who I love. Looks like Cole Holcomb. Two newcomers. You don't have old hands in there. So they've got a gel, and that's what these minigamps and OTAs are going to be all about. These guys gelling. 
what's the depth there as well? You know, you're just bringing in Marcus Golden now too as an outside linebacker to give depth to your superstars in Highsmith and Watt. And there's not really question marks. The only question mark you have is not really if they could maintain their intensities, so if they can maintain their health. Can Alex Highsmith, who's chasing a contract, can he continue to go full speed and 100%? And I really think he's the right guy for it. I think he's like an unsung hero in the NFL. He's that good. He gets overshadowed by his teammate, but he doesn't care because they're talking about how important he is. And one thing that you know with the Pittsburgh Steelers is they are not going to be in bad shape going forward. Yeah, they're going to have less salary cap, but they only have one guy they really need to sign that is a top, top priority as 24 free agents go, 2024 free agents, excuse me. And it's Alex Highsmith. The defensive backfield is probably where there are a lot of question marks that a lot of people think about. You know there's no question at safety with Minka. Then what about the other guys, though? We think that in Pittsburgh, you've got a fantastic guy in DeMonte KZ. But how good was Terrell Edmonds? He was one of those guys that he was a Robin to Minka's Batman, but not a lot of people realized all the dirty work and all the stuff that he did. DeMonte is a great center fielder. So maybe he can be that guy that just steps in full time. And you know what? He got injured. He broke his arm. And so you didn't see a lot of them right away. Took a while to get him in there. But once he got in there, you saw sparks of greatness. What happens if he's, uh, I'm not happy that he broke his arm. He's not happy he broke his arm. But Steeler fans, if he goes in from the very beginning and he just balls out, you lose him. That's one of those unfortunate collateral damages of the whole thing, but that actually turns around for the Steelers. It's a really weird thing. Keanu Neal's in there too. They're bringing him in. Just are these guys good enough to hold it down next to Minka? I think so, but that's going to be your question mark. You really didn't bring in a rookie at safety. A lot of people were looking at that. Then you've got the corners. Chandon Sullivan was just brought in. I talked to our Minnesota Vikings insider. He said he's this is not the greatest addition, but you know what happens in the Steelers environment and what they do. It could be very well could be a good addition. We'll see. We've had guys that no one was excited about Ryan Clark when he came to town in 06. No one's given him back though. He's an all-time favorite now. Then the corners. Are you going to have two rookies at corner? Are these two rookies good enough? Is Joey Porter Jr. more than a legacy? I think he is. But you're going to have that question mark. 
is Levi Wallace going to be able to hold it down? And is Corey Trice better than a seventh-round pick? He thinks he is. A lot of people are crowning these guys as the future at corner. I hope they're right. But we're not going to know until Sundays in September and beyond. That's what we're going to find out. We're going to get glimpses of it in training camp and in preseason games. And then you take every single position group that we talked about. And we're not talking about special teams right now. And how do they all gel together? I feel you have the right coaching staff to do it, even and including Matt Canada. Once again, with Matt Canada, it's sink or swim for him. And I think he's going to swim because I think he has his personnel with him. Finally. I think he is the team. He's not adjusting to personnel. He's got his own personnel, basically. So I think when these guys are brought in, they're talking to Matt about it. So it's going to be intriguing to see. There's a lot of questions and they're going to be answered. And you're going to get a lot of answers here on Steel Curtain Network. So make sure you check it out for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. I really appreciate all of you hanging out with me today. Have a great and safe Memorial Day. And remember what the holiday is all about. And thank you for all of those that made that great sacrifice. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language, and I ain't apologizing for nothing.